Precious Father, I to thank you again for the privilege we have to gather so that you will give us seeds to sow. You said whenever a preacher is preaching, he's sowing seeds. You are giving us more seeds to sow so that these seeds will produce exactly your will, your purpose, your plan for our lives so that our joy shall be full. And in all of this, your name will be glorified. I pray, Lord, that you help us to be open to receive your seeds. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, after the uh, midnight service, we had uh, this young boy, Mo- Moses Okafo. He met me out there. He said, Pastor, you were speaking to me. He said, what you were preaching was ministering to me. Then he gave me point by point by point the seeds he got. He mentioned it point by point. He said, this one, this one, this one. And he was very sober. He had seeds going home. I don't know if you, if you have forgotten everything, if you had any seed. We need to make up our minds, I'm telling you now, what to do with God. It has to be a decision. I have to make up your mind about what to do with the word of God. Don't just come to church and go. Don't just say, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. That's not how you live. It's not how you live this life. It's not how it's done. You've got to make up your mind. Everything starts with a decision. A decision is what you make yourself. See, a decision is what you decide to do. It's accountability you owe yourself that you want to be responsible and make sure that the duties assigned to you in life, that they're done. The Jews didn't want to hear. They closed their ears. They made up their minds. They don't want to hear what God is saying. I hope you are not in that group. I hope you are not in that group. So today, as I'm talking to us on living from heaven, and not from this world, living from heaven and not from this world. Now, at the end of it, you can give it any topic you want. I don't care about what you call it, but the important thing to me is have some seeds that you sow in your heart. So let's see what the Jews did in Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. For the the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. Look at that. Their ears cannot hear, and they they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, cannot see. And their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand. Remember, the scripture says, if you can't understand it, the devil will always come and take it away. Because the devil knows that once there's no seed, you're just wasting your time. They cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Let me bless them. They cannot. I want to. But this means of doing that, my word I'm giving to them, they've decided they don't care about it. Verse 16 says in Matthew chapter 13, 16, but blessed are your eyes. Why? Because they see. Your ears, because they hear. They are out to blessing. He wants to hear and see. I told you, if you don't see, you don't get nothing. You got to hear, you got to see. Jesus said, blessed are your eyes. If they see your ears, if they hear. He didn't say, blessed are you because you come to church. He didn't say, blessed are you because you do anything else. Say, blessed are you because you see because you hear these two things. The Bible tells us to be imitators of God. We're instructed to be imitators of God. And I want to read Amplified here. Ephesians verse 5, I mean chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God. It says to copy him and to follow his example. To copy God and to follow his example. As, as well beloved children. Remember we're talking about sons now. Because your sons, as sons imitate their father. The Bible says God wants us to do what he does. So you think, what's the big deal? The big deal is that that's the way you live your life. 
to, to, to be able to do what God does is tremendous blessing. It, trans, it translates you from the natural to the supernatural. To be able to do what God does, and God does marvelous things. And we, may, and we, we talk about it. To be able to do what God does means you cease to be not normal human being and start doing what God does. Think about it. And God says, do you know you have the privilege to imitate me and do what I do? What a privilege you have. Have you ever thought about it? It, it, it? it transforms you from shame to glory. And we say, Jesus never fails. Is that right? Then it transforms you from failure to constant victory. Because that's what God does. That's what God does. It transforms you from ignorance to super knowledge. It transforms you from the regular to peculiar. It transforms you from human to spirit, because God is a spirit. God says, do what I do. See what I'm doing? Do, create like me. Do what I do. Live like me. You know, the unfortunate thing is we distill Christianity to uh, ethical something. Just about ethical stuff. Listen to me. If that's what you do, you are degrading Christianity completely. It's, it's about life. It's about life. It's not just a religious gathering. That's why, you know, we come to church, we see after church, we think we're done. So we go home, do what we like. You're not, that's not, look, this is to train you. This is to teach you. This, that's what God said. He said, I put teachers in the church to prepare you so you go out and live this life of being like God. Christianity doesn't stop by coming to church or a meeting. It's a lifestyle. We live 24-7. God says, like me, talk like me, behave like me. Amazing. Totally amazing that a human being can act like God. But the enemy knows that this is what moves you from the natural realm to the supernatural realm, from, from the world that is limited and with failures and that don't have the input of God in it, to a supernatural world where God is acting, where there is glory. He doesn't want it. Actually, it's, it's also what moves you to living the life that God, Jesus died for you to live. But he doesn't want it. He wants to tie you down to the natural world because now... You want to imitate God, means you transcend from living natural life to supernatural life, where you make things happen, where you become a miracle worker, where your life needs to be explained. But the Bible says the spiritual man, nobody understands him. Why? Because what he's doing is what the Holy Spirit is uh, doing. Now, the devil knows that. So he wants to tie you down to the, to the world system, the, world, the way the world thinks, because he controls the world. He controls this world. He's the God of this world. It's, it's a subtle strategy with which he has tied millions of Christians now. Millions. Whoever controls your thinking process controls your life. So he knows that. So he has this strategy to stop us. Simple strategy. The devil is not smart because he uses the same thing all the time. What he used before is what he's still using today. So he has this simple strategy to stop you and I from living the glorious life of God and keeping us carnal, being human. Living like mere men, suffering what mere human beings suffer, and living the world of mere men, which he controls. Because if you don't behave like God, you behave like man. And if you behave like man, you are limited to man. So now, this is what he does in Mark chapter 8, verse 33. In Mark chapter 8, verse 33, this is what he does. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples. Then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, who? I want to hear you. Get away from me, who? But Peter was talking. Let me do a little bit of diversion here. One time the Lord told me, he said, beware of what the devil is doing. He said, be very aware of what he's doing. A very subtle spirit, but it's after every Christian. So you must be able to discern what he's doing and what my spirit is doing. And a very simple way. 
Whatever kills, destroys, steals, is certain. You have to go to school to know it. Very easy to know. Whatever is not the word of God, is certain. So here was Peter talking to Jesus, and Jesus was addressing Satan. And he said to him, get away from me, Satan. He said, you are seeing things merely from what? From what? My point of view. Not from God's. Because you cannot live like God except you see things like God sees them. It's impossible for you to imitate God and live like God, live in glory, live in power, live in all those things that God says you can do. He said, you too think like God. But the devil knows that if you don't think like God, you think like human beings, you will never live like God. You will never. It's not going to happen. Because as a man thinks he's sad, so he will be. He knows that too well. So he wants us to think like men. Say things from men, response of you. And, you know, it's a comfort zone. It's, you lived like that before you became a Christian. It's a comfort zone. I mean, I have a job now, for instance, and I can't resign it because how can I resign it? If I resign it, what happens to my children? your comfort zone. Now your friends will come and say, yeah, bro, you need to be wise. <laughs> Don't resign. But God might want you to what? quit that job. You would, because the devil will tie you down to reasoning. Your families will reason with you, cry with you. Say, remember you have children. <laughs> yeah. When I came to this country, people cried for me. Say, look, I came with all these children at this age. What's going to do? Even people in Nigeria, pastors, notable, popular pastors, told my wife and I, don't go there. I wanted us to be, be in the comfort zone because we have a ministry that was blossoming. I mean, it was really, really on fire. Tell you. Don't leave that kind of thing easily. But we walked away from it. So it's our comfort zone. Once reasoning comes in, you are comfortable because you, know, you see the answer, you see the solution. But that will limit you to what men are limited to. You live in their world, you will never see the supernatural. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So the enemy knows that. Colossians 2, 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. That's why the Holy Spirit calls it nonsense that come from human, but comfortable zone. Very comfortable because you figured it all out. Man, you figured it out. You can see it. <sighs> we got it made. Try <laughs> right there. And all your unbelieving friends will say, ha, kumbaya, kumbaya. <laughs> Because you step out from that natural world into the world where your senses can't figure it out, you sweat. You start sweating. All your friends will come to you and say, bro, we're Christians too. All the friends of Job will show up. Look, let me tell you, if God is working with you, don't open your mouth anyway. I'm telling you, because the devil will use so-called follow Christians to thwart God's plan. Did you realize that you can't express your faith just anywhere? Because it won't work. When Jesus wanted to raise the little girl, he drove them all out. Because their unbelief was polluting the atmosphere. When he went to his hometown, it was full of unbelief. He couldn't do anything. So he says, Colossians 2 8, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and half sounding nonsense that come from human world thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world. It's coming from Satan. He wants to keep you there. You're comfortable, you're okay, but that's not where God wants you. When we bought this building, they, 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 they told us to pay 1.5 million. We didn't even have 5,000. They said we should put down 800,000, 25%. We didn't even have 5,000. And I didn't even talk to any of you. Up to today, you don't even know how we got here. Since you joined this church, how many times have you had me come here and talk about money? Please, I want you to give. I have a project. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to God. I don't talk to you. I'll talk to the owner and builder of the church. And he has never failed. You've been here. Has he ever failed? I'm asking you. 
How do you get a loan with 800,000 down payment? Your, your comfort zone is, is in high gear. You are sweating, calling people. You, call nobody. you don't need to call nobody. If God says, get it, God will give it to you. How he will do it is not your headache. You go to sleep, my friend. Don't figure out the thing. God says, I perform my word, not you. Brethren, do you know we got a loan, two point something million dollar loan with no, no penny down? Doesn't happen. Tell me why it happens. Doesn't happen. But you can't step into that realm unless you shut down your comfort zone, the normal. You know, the devil come and say, Pastor, since we don't have this uh, money, let's manage the one. Let's look for something, what? Small. You can't walk like God. You can't see what God is saying. You can't see the glory. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. There are many people who will talk to you like that, who don't know what God is, who God is and what God is. He says this thing is from demonic world. It's called demonic blinding. Satanic blinding. He uses the thinking of this world to blind you from the thinking of God. So you cannot imitate God, walk like God, talk like God, and see what God says you need to see and hear to be blessed. Second Corinthians 4. 4. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them, which believe not. Devil blinds people's minds. I'll tell you about, my brother was not blinded, but it's a good illustration. <laughs> I mean, here I'm talking to this boy. I said, can I use the shower? Everything is put in place. I said, brother, no. A bucket is okay. It's, it's, it's a typical living in the realm of toil, the world. He has this mindset. He can't see. He can't. If you live in that house, you will never use that shower. We never. He can't see that there's something powered by another power that can give him more water, more shower, cleaner bath with no effort. You can't see. He's been locked in that locked there. No matter what, I was shocked. No matter what I said, he was not hearing me. He was seeing it. It was, if you see his joy in bucket, it was sick. I mean, it was so joyful. I was, I was mesmerized. I was looking at him and I said, wow, this is what the scripture talks about. As a man think it, so he would be. He never saw that shower. And all the things and the power connected to it, never saw it. Didn't see how what the devil does to us, blinds us, can see it. You're in your comfort zone. Comfort, no? you will, <laughs> servants eat, no? you will shower, won't you? But you will use bucket. So it's behind this carnal mindset. And once, once you have that carnal mindset, you can't live the best of you. The best of you is, is to be like God. The best of you can't live it. You can, you, I'm telling you, you can't, you can't live your, I love what Pastor Victor said when they said, leave your brand. Since he said it, I made the notes, leave your brand. Can you say to your neighbor, leave your brand? Uh, say it loudly. Do you know your brand? You are created to be like God. That's your brand. You can't leave your brand. You can't. So you can't put the best version of you created to be like God. Can't leave that best version at all. So we're instructed in Romans 12 too. Are you following me? If you're following me, say amen. You are looking at me like I came from the moon. I eat a bar like you. And she cooks for me. Praise the Lord. TV medium that I'm going to eat this afternoon. Okay, so Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. See what the Spirit of God is saying. Don't let the devil tie you down in this, you know. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You think like God. You want to think like God, then you have to make up your mind what to do with the Word of God. Because God thinks like the, the Word of God is God's thoughts being shown to you. As out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. The Word of God is God's thoughts being revealed to you. Revealed to me. The Holy Spirit said, don't think like this, people. 
to lock you into their lifestyle. And even though you are calling God is my father, but you'll be a servant. You will remain a servant. I'll show you scriptures now. We're going down. You'll see. You will remain a servant. And let me tell you, you will live a carnal, sinful life. Oh, you can pretend to be everything. Forget about what you do, but you are going to live a sinful life. Your flesh will rule you. You are going to be ruled by your flesh. I'm telling you. Because it's when you know the truth, that the truth what? And the truth is that is that thought and mind of God, the word of God. Jesus, the truth. When you think like that, you live free. If you don't, the devil ties you down to this world and your character will, will show it. To show it. So verse, Ephesians 4.23, he says, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. So you can now put on the new nature created to, created to be like God. So you can live like God by simply renewing. It's not by effort. It's by thinking like God thinks. Jesus said, blessed are you if you hear and if you see. If these people, they don't care about it. He said, they won't even be healed. Nothing. So if you fail to do this, if the enemy locks you down, look at 1 Corinthians 31. See the state in which you'll be. 1 Corinthians 31. However, brethren, I could not talk to you as to spiritual men. See, you can't imitate God. You're not imitating God. You're living like a spiritual person. But as to non-spiritual men of the flesh in whom the carnal nature predominates. So how can, you, how can you not be living sinful life? Isn't the flesh a flesh of sin? As to mere infants in the new life in Christ, unable to talk yet, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet strong enough to be ready for it. You can't even understand what God is saying. Like my brother, I couldn't understand what I was saying. All that and I'm, I mean, I was convincing this awesome good boy, very wonderful brother I have. Awesome. Man, I couldn't exchange him for anything. I love him to pieces, and he loves me too. God gave me a gift in that boy. I'm very honest, very sincere. I wouldn't tell a lie for anything, unlike traders. Serious Christian, but he couldn't see it. Couldn't, couldn't. No matter what I was saying, this thing is physically there, I couldn't even see it. So he said, verse 2, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet strong enough to be ready for it, and, but even yet you are not strong enough to be ready for it. Verse 3, for you are still unspiritual, having the nature, having the nature of the flesh, <laughs> of the flesh, under the control of ordinary impulses. You can't live like God. For as long as there are envy, jealousy, wrangling, factions among you. They are not, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh behaving yourself after human standards and like mere unchanged? Can't, that's not God. God is not like that. God is not like that. Galatians 4 1. Now I say that the hair, as long as it's a child, Different nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Yeah, Lord of all. Praise the Lord. We are heirs of God. But the Bible says, once you are a child with this carnal mindset, you are a servant. You behave. You have the servant mindset that we're talking about. And you stay in the comfort zone. Because even servant, the prodigal said, if you say servants in my father's house, eat. Yeah, you can eat, man. <laughs> but where is the glory that the father said, put this rope, put this authority, put that something servants don't have? You won't have it. And it's those things that will display you to the world as somebody created in the image of God. It's those things. So let's look at uh, <clears throat> what it does. Because when you have that kind of mindset, you don't reach to the blessings of God. You don't. I'm not kidding you. As this comfort zone thing will make you look, you know, like what I was sharing. I had those pains and I stayed with the world. And I asked the Lord, I said, This pain ought to go. Why is it there? He didn't say anything to me, but finally he spoke to me, showed me. He said, the word works. That's the first thing he told me. 
the word what? And then I realized that I hadn't been meditating on this word. And when I started to meditate on it, the Holy Spirit lit up my spirit like that. I saw it. I had, I saw, and I possessed. I'm here now. If you want us to run, meet me after service, we'll run. You know, somebody was said, Pastor, you should be wise. Do you have insurance? I have insurance, Psalm 91. No evil shall come nigh my what? Dwelling. It's my insurance card. It hasn't failed yet. You live like God. You imitate God. Praise the Lord. So 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? But be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. You know who effeminate is? Homo. Feminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because this is the this this thing, this lifestyle reveals the mindset of the world. Because this is their life. And in this kind of mindset, you can't see the blinds. You can't see the glory. You can't reach for it. Whether it's there or not, don't you? You're okay coming to church and going. Servant attitude. Be comforted. Ephesians 5.1, and begins to show us, when you begin to live like God, see the life that he presents. Jesus said, by their fruits, we shall what? See the life he presents. Ephesians 5.1, I'm reading the TPT. Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters, verse 2, and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ, for he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. And have nothing to do with sexual immorality, having nothing to do with lust or greed, for you are his holy ones. And let no one be able to accuse you of them in any form. Now he's talking about when you have the mind of God, you avoid these things, they, you abhor them, because God abhors them. You know why people talk about preaching sins, because they don't know, they don't know about, they don't understand Christianity. When you, are, when you have the mindset of God, naturally you abhor what God abhors. You don't be able to preach to you. It's a natural thing, it's nature. You walk by nature in the new life that God has. You hear and you see. You hear. Paul said, I'm dead to the world. Those things stop appealing to you. Verse 4. Guard your speech, forsake obscenities, and worthless insults, these are nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Want to hear insults? Go to a Pentecostal church. They insult their ushers, insult everybody. I'm telling you, you live in sin. You think you are holy, but you are controlled by the flesh because you are. It doesn't take anything to make you angry. You, you flip your lid just quickly like that. What do you call that? <laughs> is that the love of God? Is that the life of God? What do you call that? I say, I don't live in sin. What is that? Lying? What do you call that? Pride? What do you call that? Unteachable spirit can't teach me. What do you call that? Oh, I don't live in sin. What do you call all of those things? And it's a constant thing in a person's life. Constant thing. They even know you for that. They are quick tempered. Everybody knows you for that. What do you call that? Why do you think you are living that kind of life? Is that, are you imitating God? The devil has locked you to this, this world mindset. You are comfortable with that. And you can, you can explain it, what they did to me. Have all good reasons. What they did to Stephen was worse. They stoned him. And he knelt down praying for them. He said, God, don't put this thing on. That's a man who had a different mindset. Seeing the glory and the open heaven for him. He said, wow, I see it. I see it. He wasn't seeing what they were doing. He was pitying them, having compassion on them. 
Ephesians 5, verse 4, guard your speech, forsake obscenities and worthless insults. These are nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Instead, let worship fill your heart and spill out of your words. For it has been made clear to you already that the kingdom of God cannot be assessed by anyone who is guilty of sexual sin or who is impure or greedy. Open people you are owing, my friend. You, you, many of you sitting here looking at me. You, you take clothes from people you haven't paid. You are greedy. That's why I'm your pastor. If nobody will tell you, I will tell you. You are greedy. It's greed. It's greed. It's idolatry. It's worship of self. Because the person you are keeping his money, is he not a human being like you? Why do you think you need it? You, you take his you take clothes, you sell him. You don't want to pay, you go and take more. You don't want to pay, you go and take more. Why not cut your coat according to your... What is driving you is called greed. You put cake in the church. Come and take small slice. Some people will cut half, put it in their pocket and walk away. And they say, praise the Lord. I'm born again. It's the mindset of the devil. He used to lock into that thing. You can't see the glory, the life without those things. You can't see. It's comfort zone for you. And you keep doing it. Tell you. The Bible said, it's of the devil. Thinking of this world. Let's read verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who speak their, their empty words and deceptive teachings, telling you otherwise. This is what brings God's anger upon the rebellious. Verse 7. Don't listen to them or live like them at all. Verse 8. Once... Your life was full of sins, darkness. But now, nobody say, but now. Come on, say it one more time. But now, you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Do you see yourself like that? If you have this mindset, it's talking about that you were once darkness and I'm no more. I'm joined with Christ. The life of Christ is shining through me. You start behaving like God. You leave greed alone. and all You can't get rich by greed. You can't. Except the Lord built a Western Yorker. Anything God didn't give you, you go take it. It's not a blessing to start with. And the devil will use that thing to pummel your life. I'm telling you what God told me. Anything God didn't give you, you go take. You go take. You should call it enjoyment. Somebody's daughter God didn't give you, you go take. It's not a blessing. It's, it's called deceitfulness of sin. That's the very thing the devil will use to mess your life up. Because God didn't give it to you. Only what God gives is a blessing. So you don't need greed because you're already blessed. I, I can't hear amen. Am I too harsh? If, are you firing me? You can't fire me. You didn't hire me. You can't. You didn't hire me. <laughs> Verse 9. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. He said, these are the things, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Verse 10. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Verse 11. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Don't get tied up with these things. Instead, reveal truth to them. And we're going to continue reading this. So, <clears throat> we can imitate God because we're created to be like God. That's what God did. God created, we read it now, Ephesians 4.23. It said, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We're created to be like God. We have all the attributes of God in a measure. All of it in a measure. We can't be invisible like God, you know, uh, omnipresent. But we have, like you have all the attributes of your parents, we have all the attributes of God in us, in our spirit. And we're created to be spirit too. I told you before, I said, don't let anybody move you into this mindset that 
to a mere normal human being. Once you start taking like that, start behaving like mere normal human beings, and what they can do, you say, it can't be done. For you to translate that, you must begin to see yourself in the realm and in the nature of the spirit, because the spirit world is super, super. That's where things, that's where there's no impossibility. There's no impossibility. Remember, God says, behave like me. God is a spirit. God is not a human being, so he doesn't behave like human beings. So you are born in spirit. He that is, that which is born of spirit is what? Spirit. You must see yourself that way. God created us to be like him. If God is spirit, he created me to be a spirit. One time, a demon came into, a, into my room. This huge, tall demon wanted to frighten me. And I was lying down. He had the audacity to bend down, telling you a real story, bend down over me. I was feeling the presence. This, I mean, open vision. My eyes were open. And he bent over me. And I said to him, I said, listen, you can't even be frightened. I said, I'm a spirit too. I said, let me inform you, I'm a spirit too. The Bible says, he that is born of spirit is what? Spirit. I said, I'm not a mere human being. And then number two, the spirit of Christ is in me. I said, so you can't frighten me. We will frighten you. I said, when you finish wasting your time, you can't go. And now I'm here in this room with this spirit alone. No light in the village, nobody was there. You know what gave me that audacity? Because I know I'm in the class of God. And I suddenly I said, I said, you bet you make me angry. Where do you get the audacity to even come to my room? I said, before I count you in Jesus' name, you get out of here. And I said, in Jesus' name, one, two, three, get out of here. The thing moved like a big storm. I was watching it out of my room. I said, you stop there. You must be doing left, right, left, right until I wake up. Yeah, that was extra fun. But he left. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. So we are created to be like God. And we are not of this world. We are not of this world. Look at what Jesus said about himself. John chapter 8 Verse 23, Jesus continued, you are from below. You know what he's telling them? You are tied to this world. You are from below. You are from this world. I am from where? I want to make sure you are reading. I am from where? Above. You belong to what? This world. I do not. We say you are talking about Jesus. Okay, let's keep reading. John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers will fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. He said, if it were like the carnal thinking, we will fight you <laughs> and stop you from executing this thing. Our thinking will be at the level of your thinking, so we'll stop you. But we're thinking from heaven. We're living from above. We're not living from here. He said, if it were, my followers will fight physically. But this is a spiritual one where I'm going to deal with the devil, conquer him, <laughs> mess him up, take the authority from him, and set me free finally. So he said, if it's carnal, it will be a physical thing. My followers will fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders, but my kingdom is not of this world. <laughs> the plan is different. The method is not the way you do things. God says, my ways are what he was engaging in was a fierce battle to deal with the devil. They said, we're not fighting it physically. Did you know there were some people who advised him to fight physically? Remember who? Peter. Peter said, ha, this is it. He drew his uh, sword and started, Jesus said, put it back. Put it back. And even healed the man. Say, put it back. This thing is from, I'm living from above, not from here. You've got to live from above. That's why I started it, living from where? Above, not from here. A different method. It's not noise making, no. So we'll see what Jesus said about you. John 17, 16. Now he's talking about you. Can I hear amen? amen. I get excited. Can I hear amen? amen? 
He's not talking about you, John 17, 16. They are not what? Of the world. Even as I'm not of the world. So you can't call your friend. You say, let me call them to fight. No, say, no, we don't do that. Live from above. Live from heaven. Live from heaven. Live from heaven. Don't live from this world. Jesus said, what did Jesus say about you? They are not what? Say to yourself, I'm not of this world. Even as Jesus is not of this world. I want you to say it louder. Come on. Uh-huh. I want you to say it one more time. Then look at John, uh, I mean, uh, John 17, 14. I have given them that word, and the world hated, had hated them because they are what? Not of the world. <laughs> not from here. Even as I'm not of the world. So we can imitate God because we don't belong here. You've got to change your mindset. See, this is what it is introduction. You know, I've not started telling you this, I am blessing this. No. Let's leave it. We want to clear up some things so that you yourself now will see your blessing and walk in it. I'm telling you. Because you can see it here, you can see it, you walk in it. I want you to say to yourself, I'm not of this world. Say it one more time. And I won't live from this world. I am living from heaven. I am living from heaven. I am living from heaven. And then that confers on you a different citizenship then, because you are not of this world. If you are not of this world, you must be from somewhere. You are from heaven. So it confers on you a different um, citizenship. Colossians 1.13, who had delivered us from the power of, power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We are in a different kingdom. Remember, Jesus said, this kingdom is not of this world. So we don't belong to this world. Ephesians 2.19, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are what? Citizens, along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. So you are citizens of where? I want to hear you. You are citizens of where? If you're a citizen of heaven, shout hallelujah. Jesus said, identify yourself properly so you can think with the thought of there. If my kingdom was here, if I'm a citizen of here, I will fight like you people. I'll use the same method you use, talk like people, do the same thing. But I am imitating my father. And you will hear him say, all I do is what I see my father. Because I imitate my father. That's where I live from. I live from there. I don't live from here. And you know, being a citizen confers on you the, the status of an ambassador here on earth. All of us are ambassadors of Christ. Is that right? Because you can't make, you can't appoint an ambassador from America cannot appoint an ambassador, go to Lagos and pick one Nigerian and say, you are now our ambassador to Kuwait. It doesn't happen. You have to appoint a citizen of that country to be an ambassador of that country. Do you agree? Some of you don't understand. If you agree, say amen. So now you're a citizen of heaven. That's why God is able to appoint you an ambassador. If you're not an outsider, you're a citizen of heaven. That's why God said, go to it and be my what? Ambassador. We are ambassadors of God, all of us. We are what? Ambassadors of God. And being ambassadors limits you to what you can say, where you can go, what you can do. Every ambassador is limited. Why? They say only what the home government what? Says. Go to only the function that the home government what? Approves. If you don't, you'll be recalled. In the kingdom of God, if you don't, God will recall you. I'm telling you. 
So you can't say what you like because you're an ambassador. You say only what the government up there wants you to say. And you go to only where they what? want you to go. Now, Jesus did the same thing. John chapter 5, verse 19. And then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. He said, I take instruction from the government that is not of this world. What I see them do is what I do. And he says, what I see them say is what? What I see. So you see that your identity will help you restrain yourself. You don't say, everybody is doing it. No, everybody is not an ambassador. If you, if you understand that very well, shout hallelujah. Everybody is what? Not an ambassador. The last thing I want to drop with you, because of my time, look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. Because being a spirit, being created to be like God, you see like God. You know, we say that God sees the end from what? I didn't hear. God sees the end from what? You too can see the end from the beginning. You too can. If you have to imitate God, there's no limit to what God says. You can imitate me. Or you can. No, no, no. You too can see because you have the spirit too. You too can see the end from the beginning. You too can. You can see the end from the beginning. The Bible said that faith gives us power to see beyond development. You can see the end from the beginning. You can see. You can see what God has planned for you in this life. You can see it. You can. And you have to. Look at uh, Hebrew 11, 13. These heroes all died, still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised them, but they saw. Uh-oh. Hebrews 11, 13. Reading TPT. But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. They saw the end of it. They saw. They saw. Come on, church. They what? They saw. They saw the reality. They saw it. They saw the end. They saw the realization of it. They haven't experienced it, but they saw it. You too can see. Let me read it again. Verse 13. Can you see it well? Is it on the screen? Let's read for starting. Everybody, let's go. Want to go? All these people died, stay what? Believing what God has promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. Verse continue. They agreed that they were foreigners and what? Normals were here on earth. Continue. For clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city, continue. And if their hearts were still remembering what they felt left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. He said, if you allow your mindset to go back to that natural mindset, you will backslide. Continue. Continue. But they, what? Couldn't turn back to their, for their hearts were fixed on what was far Greater, that is the heavenly realm. So, because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God, for He has prepared a heavenly city for them. Somebody shout hallelujah. He said that they were seeing something far greater, the heavenly realm. You don't see it with the natural life. 
if you live in natural land, you see it with the spirit. You can see the end. I'm telling you, you can see the end. You know the centurion saw the end. He said to Jesus, hey, speak the word what? And what will happen? What will happen? What's happening? He saw the end. He knew where he was going to end. It's not a very thing to him. No, no, he saw it. He passed. He saw it. You can see the end too. You know, Bishop Oyedebo, when he was coming to our church in Labadin, who I need to understand all these things, he would come and be telling us how his life would be. You know, he would say he was very proud. I was one of them that, don't let him hear this. I was one of them that said, this man must be very proud. He's so carnal. He, he lost money a lot. <laughs> he would tell us boldly. He said, I see my life, how it's going to be. So I'm not poor. Say, no, 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 I can't see poverty in my life. And do you know, everything he was saying happened. How they have Americans all over the world are traveling to Lagos to go and see what God has done with this woman. They call it miracle in the jungle. His, his, his press, his press where he prints his book, is, there are a few countries that have that type of press. Go there and see white people walking for him. It's too sophisticated. He was saying it then. He said, I see where my life is headed. I don't have anything to do with poverty. He said, because I'm blessed. So we condemned him. If you condemned him, I want you to tell me how many, how many people you have now influenced in your life. He's influencing me. Every day, thousands are being saved. Every day. Every day. But he was saying it then. He was saying it then. <laughs> we didn't know. Why? Because he took, he took a book by Gloria Copeland and read, and God showed him, you can see what I'm doing. If you don't see it, you can't have it. And he started to see it. What was telling us, Kana people. We were the Kana, and we were calling him Kana. But now, reality has come. They call it miracle in the jungle. They are trooping. The, his, the church he built is one church that has no, support, no pillars and nothing. This is a miracle. He did, he did a program in London. Whites and everybody packed the whole house. He was teaching them how God worked. A black man teaching the white people. He was seeing it then. I'm not kidding you. He was seeing Ask my wife. He was seeing it then. We brought him. There's a car we brought to pick him. He said, no. He said, my life is a higher life. He said, he said I don't. No, no, no. What I see about my life is blessed. We said, this man is too proud. Well, you know now who is proud and who is not because results. Jesus said, if you don't believe me, believe because of the works. He was seeing it then. You can see your life where it's going. You can see because you are, you are, God has finished everything in your life. God has finished everything. And he says, I'm doing the work. He said, can you not see it? Are you not seeing yourself where you be? When I came to this country, they called me and said, why do you see your church in, in 10 years? I didn't know what to say. I said, 10 years. While preaching the gospel, they say, Pastor, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> I'm telling you. I said, and you know, this is what the world uses too. Companies sit down and craft visions. They tell you why this company will be in 10 years and they're going there. Everything is geared towards going there. You can't walk in blindness, brethren. We that have the spirit of God should see clearer and see better. Can I hear amen? amen. Uh, I said, can I hear amen? amen? When David met Goliath, what was he seeing? He saw the end of the matter. He wasn't seeing Goliath. <laughs> the first question he asked is, what is my settlement? I know where this thing ends. Do you know where your life is going? Do you see what God has done? Can you say, this is where my life is headed. This is what God wants me to do. This is what God wants me to be. I can see myself in the next thing years. This is the glorious position that God wants me to be. Are you going to live like one man in my village? They call him in Haiti for therapy. Anything the day brings. Did you get what I'm saying? 
I don't know if you people, did you get what I'm saying? You've got to see yourself, spirit, got to see yourself created to be like God. You have the nature of God, you have the life of God, you are born of God, you are son of God, you are a spirit being, so you can live from above. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads. If you are not seeing, you can ask God in this time of praying and fasting to open your eyes so you can see what he has finished concerning your life, what he has finished concerning your life. What are you seeing? Seeing nothing? You don't get nothing? Don't live your life to vagaries of life. No, we, we don't run like beating about the bush. We don't run like beating about the bush. We run with certainty. These people saw the promise ahead and then breast it. You too can see because you're an imitator of God. If you don't see what God is doing, you'll be confused. That's what the Bible says. You'll be confused. You can see. You can see and you can describe it. Because you're acting like God. You have a spirit. You're born of him. You have all his attributes in a measure. And you can see with the eye of the spirit. What the natural cannot see. You can see healing. You can see it. Your friends may not see it, but you can see it. You can see restoration. You can refuse to let the devil lock you into this mindset of the world so that you can live in the mindset of the supernatural. Act like God. Talk like God. All things that are not as if they were. Call it into being. And reign on earth. Talk to God now. I told you, you must prosper. Prosper soul, body, and spirit. You must. You got to. What mindset have you been operating in? What, what are you doing with the word of God? How, how do you live like God when you don't want his word to change your thinking and renew your life and change your life? Have you received any seeds yet today? Will you sow them in your heart? Go back and listen to these teachings over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And the spirit of God will talk to you out of it. That is if you care. If you have something better, that's your choice.